but can I tell you something gross that just happened? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just coughed to clear my throat and literal phlegm just flew out. Oh. Not how I wanted to start the podcast. No, we can cut that. I wanted to tell you that as soon as we got on the phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, oh, I'm recording. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I see. I see what happened. But I had to tell you about my phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can hear it. Wow. I know. <clears throat> I promise I'm fine. I got tested yesterday, actually, and I'm fine. Oh, I got tested two days ago. We're so cute. Yeah, look <laughs> at us. Look so at precautionary. <laughs> look at it. Look at us. <laughs> look at. <sighs> look at it. All right. I need to say a few things. First of all, I'm very excited that we're starting season two today because we're starting a new mm. journey. And as of an hour and a half ago, we have a new president-elect, which is very exciting. But what goes with that is also there's a lot of horns and screaming outside my window. Really? (laughs) And it may fuck the audio for this episode. I don't hear anything, if if that helps. Okay, but if anyone listening is hearing something, just know that that is the sound of democracy. Yeah. And you can't get mad at that. <laughs> and also, it's just, it feels right that it's today, because today is also supposed to be the first L.A. rain of the winter season. Really? Oh my god, this is just like... Cinderella story. Cinderella story. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally saying Joe Biden is our Princeton. Is he our... <laughs> he's our Austin Ames? <laughs> no, no, he's Princeton. <laughs> oh, the, the, oh, the university. Yes, we got okay. into Princeton. <laughs> Do we have an Austin names in this scenario? No, no. Joe Biden is Princeton. The rain is the rain. Uh-huh. And we are Hillary Duff. We're Hillary Duff? Good. I mean, you're probably Jennifer Coolidge, but I'm Thank Hillary you. Duff. <laughs> okay. And now you're Regina King, but I digress. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Do you yes. think you are? I think so, yes. But I also think we're both the stepsisters. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> Okay, um, glad we settled that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Love Island season two. Love Island season two. Oh my god, I can't believe I started this conversation with my phlegm because I wanted to be like really subtle and be like, how about that theme song? Like, just as we're going in. It's okay, as you were doing that, I was also adjusting my audio levels because I'm peeking all over the place. And now I feel congested and I feel like you did this to me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going down, you're coming down with me. Well, here I am right here next to you in spirit because we're so far away because there's a pandemic classic classic us not being together classic us never (laughs) seeing each other nothing would have changed should we let the the listeners know that we've actually never met in person (laughs) we matched on bumble bffs (laughs) it's going well it's going really well i was just thinking like I get. I always say like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I can't see you." And then I was just like, "Oh, would I? Would I have seen you? Like, do you think we would have gotten together had it not been a pandemic?" Like, like, do you, are you saying do you think we would have had this podcast, or like we would have had this podcast, but do you think we would have done it in person? I meant more like, "Oh, let's hang out next week," or you know. Like, oh, absolutely not. No. Yeah. 
But I do think we would have gotten together to do this podcast in person. Yeah. I think we're professional enough (laughs) that we would put this as a priority (laughs) over a healthy friendship where Mm -hmm. we see each other. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know. So Love Island season season two. Love Island season two. So let's talk about our first five women of the season. Yes. So we are introduced to Zara, a.k.a. Miss GB, Mm -hmm. Kara, fire breather and circus performer. Love it. Olivia, the blonde one. <laughs> Sorry, I was also blonde. I didn't say that. Malin and Sophie. Yes. So what were your initial impressions of those five? So first off, I procrastinated really hard on watching this because I was like so attached to the previous season. Yeah. That I was like, I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs> well, we both watched all of these last night, right? Yeah. Oh, good. You do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still didn't edit the last episode, FYI, for all the Wait, listeners. You, I just edited it. I did. Oh. I sent it to you. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, there's more? <laughs> no, I said I still had to oh, yesterday. Okay, okay. So that's what I was doing all day yesterday because mm-hmm. I literally meant to do that three or four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And when we it's recorded fine. it first. We, we were on hiatus. It's fine. Did you know when, when we recorded that episode, Bly Manor had just come out? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's how long it's been. <laughs> It was my birthday. Was it that week or was it the week it, after? Yeah, it was It was right after your birthday. Okay. Because I had just come through with the Hannah Insta Q&A. <laughs> my framed photo of of Hannah's screenshot from yeah, her story. Exactly. Oh, I hear it. I heard a honk. Yeah. Let's see In a good can... way. That's no, I know. <laughs> there oh, they are. there it is. Yep. Okay. Oh, do you hear the screaming? The screams? No, I don't. <laughs> the screams. <laughs> I don't hear any screams. Okay, well, they're there. Okay. But this is what happens when you live in Los Angeles and you're poor and you have really poorly insulated walls and single-pane windows. I hear so much of my neighbor's business that I I don't ask for. They don't want me to hear it. I can hear coughing. (laughs) I hear coughing, too, from, like, across the street. And I'm like, who are you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can hear. I have an across the street. So, like, we have a alleyway in between like two different apartment buildings and my cross the street neighbors uh always play Celine Dion but it's like a sound tunnel in between our buildings so we always hear Celine Dion which I'm not upset about what I am upset about is that the woman who lives in that apartment is constantly working out (laughs) it makes me feel so bad (laughs) I did see them watching Love Island season six at one point oh so who knows they could be listeners this this is like your (laughs) rear window but you don't see a murder. You just notice when they're watching reality TV. <laughs> okay, but I haven't seen Rear Window, so was that a spoiler? No, no, I don't think so. It's like the plot. Okay. <laughs> you know when the plot doesn't happen for like 30 or so minutes and maybe an hour? So it's like a midpoint spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like what people, if someone told you to watch Rear Window, that's probably what they would say the plot. I don't know if it's a spoiler. I'll just stop talking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So season two. Yeah. What did you think of the five women? Okay. So Zara, I loved right away because she said that her favorite drink was a porn star martini. And I think those are delicious. What is it? What's in it? It's like a, like a fruity-ish. Like it's not even, I don't even know if it's technically a martini, but then it has like a side of, what is it? Champagne? I'll send you a picture of it so you can like fully understand what I mean by it's like oh yeah okay (laughs) you get like a little shot okay 
I think it's the cutest little thing in the world. Yes, it's a cold passion fruit flavored cocktail with vanilla flavored vodka. Wow. Um, accompanied by a chilled shot glass of Prosecco. Wait, it's vod- wait, vodka and Prosecco and it's, is it uh, passion fruit? Passion fruit flavored cocktail with vanilla flavored vodka. I can't pronounce this word, but... Vanilla flavored vodka and Prosecco. Did you see the picture? Oh, no. Sarah, I sent you a visual reference. <laughs> you get a shot of Prosecco. Oh, yes, I did. I got... Oh, okay. And I think... Okay. I was like, what a treat. <laughs> Do you actually get two halves of a passion fruit? Um, I think that varies place to place. <laughs> What's the orange or yellow? I Is it yellow? Sarah... <laughs> Catherine, you can't just get mad at me for not looking at a picture and then also get mad at me for looking at the picture and having questions. Tastes good. Drink it. I don't know. Okay. You, I don't, I'm not a mixologist. I am but a simple actor. <laughs> Jesus. So Zara, you liked immediately. I, I actually, I liked all the girls. I was like, oh, it seems like a fun little group. I loved the sexy scripted intro. I feel like it got sexier. Yes. I love that they, like, I don't know if they got, like, a bigger budget or if they just tried to switch things up, but I was... Oh, I'm sure there was a budget increase between seasons one and two. Because I feel like the villa got renovations, too. I could be wrong. Maybe I just haven't seen it in a while, but I feel like they upped upped the game a little bit with the the beds, especially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I liked all the girls. I didn't have, like, a... I wasn't immediately like, oh, watch out for this one, you know? Like, they, they yeah. all seemed to get along, too. I was, I was, you know, happy. And <laughs> yeah. For a fleeting moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then we introduce the guys one by one. They come out. And the first one is Tom. And Malin and Sophie step forward for Tom, and he picks Sophie. So what do we think of Tom? I love that Pony was his entrance song. Okay, but he didn't pick that, Catherine. No, but I just, I think that should be the entrance song for everyone. But I I liked him at first. I uh, He got, like, a, the Welsh accent I was very into. Actually, one of my biggest regrets while abroad was uh, n- not staying in Wales and having dinner with a Welsh waiter because I was so scared of missing my train that I was like, I can't, I can't stay. But yeah, Tom's fine. Um, <laughs> Nathan... I was like, oh, is he the max of the crew? Mm. Like, he seems a little offbeat. I wouldn't be shocked if he was an Aquarius. Hmm. Like our Maxi. Who was next? Did I skip someone? No, no, no. So it was Tom, then Nathan, and then Kara steps forward for Nathan, and he picks Kara. And then uh, we have Rykard, where Zara steps forward, and he picks Zara. Yes. He reminds me of someone, and it took a while for me to figure it out, but he kind of reminds me a little bit... Of the older brother in the Goldbergs, and for some reason, that's working for me. So I'm rooting for him. He seems like a little sweetie. Like, Mm -hmm. I really like that nothing bothers him. Yeah, he does seem very easygoing. Yeah. Who's next? (laughs) (laughs) Next is Javi. So Olivia and Malin step forward, and he picks Olivia. His tongue was a lot for me. Did you write about his tongue? I definitely did not. Okay. He liked it, like, that was his, like, party trick. Like, he, like, stuck his tongue out, and, like, it's super wide, and I was like, I don't know if I... If I'm in, if I like that or not, I don't know. But I did love that Caroline was just, like, having the time of her life doing this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, full on watching the drama ensue and being like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. So then there's Scott. <laughs> uh-huh. Zara, Sophie, and Malin all step forward for Scott. Yeah. Once again, Malin gets rejected. <laughs> Which I don't understand. Scott picks Zara 
Mm-hmm. He takes Zara from Rikard. Yes. So what do we think of Scott? I didn't have thoughts on him now. Honestly, at this point, I was having trouble telling all these men apart. No, that's absolutely fair. So we'll move on. Okay. So then after that, Rikard and Malin end up together by default. But then Caroline says her little thing about, but this is Love Island and nothing is ever simple in love. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, she introduces Dan. So Malin steps forward for Dan, but Dan steals Olivia. Poor Malin. I know. But I really like that she's just shooting her shot. At this point, I was like, oh, poor Rikard. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on Dan? Um, No. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, but I did refuse to believe, like, the, like, they're so good at TV. Like, just, like, throwing little twists in. Just, like, watching the hectic chaos ensue. Like, I thought that was so... They're just every season so far. Like they've just been. Wait, like, who is they? The producers. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like, <laughs> got it. Not the Islanders, um, but just like being like, oh, guess what? We have another surprise. Like it's like you defeated the final boss, and then it's like, oh, guess what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the final boss of Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> but like my initial thoughts were like, I refuse to believe anyone on the show is under the age of twenty six. Like. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, like, 20 or 19, maybe 22, and I'm, like, I feel like I look like a baby compared to them, but I don't know, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm just... In a weird way, it does help to think about how this was four years ago, Mm -hmm. because most of them are our age or older than us, and so for some reason, in my head, that makes it seem okay, because I, I can, like, I can, like connect their looks back then to the age they are now okay <laughs> i see it's just like yes. a little mental coping mechanism cool into it <laughs> so a few highlights of the first episode because nothing major happens yeah but Kara tells nathan about her job and uh, uh she kind of talks about the general perception of her because she has worked in uh, for playboy like she's a model she's done you know fire breathing and she's done like a lot of like glamour modeling in general and mm-hmm. so the perception of her is that she's kind of an easy girl but she's actually very reserved yeah. in that manner and she just wanted to be clear with him that that's not something that's not something she attributes to herself she's yeah. uh she's he's got to earn it basically yes exactly i really like kara then there was one point where i was so like out of it last night mm-hmm that I was just watching this and like they they're having they're getting along so well so quickly. Like Cara and Ethan? No, or just sorry, the Islanders, like in general mm-hmm. as friends, like they bonded real fast. And so like for a hot second, I genuinely believed I was watching Grey's Anatomy and I didn't <laughs> notice the difference. Like I was just like, "Oh, yep, season 6 Grey's." <laughs> and then like I looked at it again and I was like, "Oh no, I'm full into Love Island right now." <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this week has been a lot for everyone, so I understand. Like, I was really zoning in and out of these episodes, so the things that I'm saying could maybe have not happened, and I just (laughs) imagined them or projected them. We just made up our entire season two of Love Yeah, Love Island actually doesn't exist. That's not a show. (laughs) We have been watching Grey's Anatomy. Uh, um, but yeah, besides that, I didn't really have, like, too many thoughts on the first episode. Oh, my my initial thought was, like, I don't know where the drama is going to come in. Because it was such an it, uh, an easy breezy intro that I was like, when do you guys get 
insane together. Like, but see, I feel like this is like when the producers shine is yeah. when everyone is already like getting along so well because then it's fully in the producers' court. They don't have to deal with the the whole Jonathan Jess of the situation. Like when you think that you've gotten out of Jumanji, yeah, <laughs> just gonna throw in some more shit. Or it's like Inception where the top is just spinning. Yeah. And, and you. I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I just have a few other bullets, sure. main bullets from the first episode, which is just, um, you know, Rikard telling the guys that he's really going to try to win Malin over, even though she seems like not that into him. Like he's, he really wanted her from the get go. And so he's really going to like try and prove to her that they can be good together. Yeah. I really like Rikard. Yeah, so I do too. Yeah. And then there's our first love triangle between Olivia, Dan, and Javi. Which I didn't care about. <laughs> it's because Dan and Javi are both insufferable. <laughs> well, and then Olivia doesn't, like, I don't know, did I miss, like, their deep connection? Like, I feel like it just, there was a lot of back and forth no. for something that was like, yeah, you're cute, I'm going to pick you. You know what I mean? No, because Dan's personality is smolder and Javi's personality is desperation. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, like, there is no depth. <laughs> so the the trifecta was. <laughs> yeah. And then Scott, in front of everyone, says that he wants to be the first person to kiss on Love Island and asks Zara if he can kiss her. And so they have the first kiss in front of everyone in the least smooth, romantic way possible. Yeah. I will say about Scott, something that I forgot was uh, in the when he was first introduced, I was just like, I do think he's attractive. But then when they like, shows his intro and it like, goes through his Instagram and it's all selfies, I was like, I don't know. Is that a... like? Is that different in England? Because, like, if I saw that on someone's profile, I would think they're a serial killer. Like, yes, but he also works in PR. So shouldn't he know better? So is he a serial killer? I don't know. I don't know which way I was going with that, whether <laughs> working in PR means more selfies or <laughs> means he has a strategy. I don't know. Maybe it's a strategy, but, like, I was looking at it, and they're all the same, like, stoic face, and I was like, <gasps> What scary. I will say is he still works in PR, and he's really successful. Oh, okay. So it could have been the strategy all along. Oh, and also, I didn't mention, Scott is the one who season one Chris reminded me of. He does! I noticed that, too! Okay. Yeah. I agree. I'm really sorry for my audio on that last part, but (laughs) I agree. That's fine. It's fine. This audio is fucked anyway. Okay. Let's see. What are my last bullets for this one? Okay, so Tom asks Sophie who she thinks will have sex first. She thinks Scott and Zara. And then... Javi instigates Operation Catch the Snatch, which is Javi's plan to have other islanders distract Dan so he can talk to Olivia. A lot of scheming. A lot of scheming. High school scheming. (laughs) Yep. And then at the end, we learn that viewers are going to vote to send in one of two guys and one of two girls. And the choices are Terry and Adam and Chelsea and Katie. Yes. And that's episode one. I was so sad we couldn't vote, but I understood why we couldn't. <laughs> yes, but once we catch up, we probably still can't vote because it's in the UK. <laughs> but I have a, a VPN. Okay. Well, there's got to be a way to figure this out. <laughs> okay. There's got to be a way. When do we have to catch up by? Next summer. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. We don't, after this, we only have four more seasons. Okay. Until the new ones start. It's not ending. I know, but it's just, it's happening so fast. <laughs> We're literally five episodes into the second season. Oh, I miss Calm it down. already. <laughs> All right, episode two. Woo! This is where we learn that Zara is Miss GB. 
Did we only learn this now? We knew it in her intro, but this okay. is where it becomes a plot point. Oh, yes. It's where yeah. Ian cannot get enough. <laughs> right. And Sophie tells someone, I don't remember who she tells, that she... I think she tells Sarah. That she dated a lesbian for six months. She couldn't just say she dated a woman for six months. That's she dated I, a lesbian for six months. Yeah, she, she made it a point to say lesbian twice, where I was like, huh, instead of woman. In that same conversation, she does name drop the rugby player she dated, Danny Cipriani... And this is the second or third time she's name dropped him. But Zara, like, doesn't really know who he is. <laughs> but, like, Sophie's still, like, bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that name. Cool. <laughs> and then Sophie also says she wants to give the whole guy thing another shot. And I fully, like, I understand this sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> like, do we give the guy thing another shot? <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, oh, a bisexual. Maybe. Whatever yes. she identifies well, as. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I th- Well, that was my f- first thought. But I... I think i jumped the gun a little bit <laughs> yeah okay we'll get there mm-hmm. so uh then car gets a text and i don't know if you noticed but like car is the one getting like all the texts in these five episodes i did notice that and it's about the beer pong challenge so basically there are these giant solo cups filled with beer or well i don't even remember what they're filled with and they're throwing volleyballs into the cups and whoever lands a cup uh gets to the other person has to like answer a question or like there is a question and they have to like talk about who they think the person is no no i okay i understand the rules now so it's <laughs> someone throws it it's whoever gets it in the cup then gets the question asked to them and it's the questions like which islander do you think did this and they have to go huddle with their team and pick someone and whoever they think it is they have to go and kiss mm-hmm. and then if they're right they get a point these yes. games are so elaborate They've got okay, so they have gotten like more elaborate than last season, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, because the budget. Yeah, because they can. <laughs> but a few things we learned in that game is that are that one, Tom had a fivesome. Yeah. Two, Olivia cheated on a girl on a cheated on a guy with a girl, but was very adamant that she's not into girls. Personally, I ship. Um, Sophie and Olivia. Mm. Because Sophie said that she was into girls with tattoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Olivia, as far as I know, is like the only... That was my immediate thought. Like, oh, Olivia has tattoos. And then Olivia mm-hmm. said that she... What, what? She did on a guy with a girl? Yes. And then I was like, oh, there's potential. <laughs> potential. 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 Okay, so then Tom paid off a large amount of his ex-girlfriend's debt. Tom did? Yeah. Tom did. Mm-hmm. And then Malin and Reichardt have their first kiss in the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Kara is an all-England disco dancing champion. God bless. Yes. I love that woman. I love her so much. Okay, so then after the challenge, we have Zara telling Scott that she's Miss GB, where she, like, is, like, I just don't usually, like, telling guys because, like, then they just want to, like, be with me because I'm Miss GB or whatever. And then Scott in his, like, talking head is just, like, I don't know why she's making this a big deal. Like, he's no like, I didn't really know cares. that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was painful. Mm-hmm. And then Malin and Reichardt start getting super cutesy. So Malin's really warming up to him. That was cute. It was cute. And then in bed, drunk Nathan calls Kara frigid. That wasn't cute. <laughs> and Kara does not like that. So the next morning, mm. Kara tells the girls about it. And then, oh, and something else that I noticed is that 
when Car is telling the girls about it, she's getting changed and like taking off her top, but they switch camera angles to not show her to preserve her modesty, which is very different from like season one camera angles. Really? I don't. Yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. So she's like literally taking off her top, and as soon as you're like you would be like seeing her chest, they switch to so that's her back. Maybe that's in her contract. Maybe, but I also think that maybe it's just like they realized it was like <laughs> too much yeah. and like a little bit fucked up. Yeah. To do that to people on TV. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like, I don't know. I just noticed it and I appreciated it. Yeah. Some people we saw a lot of, some people we didn't. So I wonder if it's like person to person, like what you can show. I don't know. Uh, okay. So the next morning she tells the girls about Nathan calling her frigid and then she gives him the silent treatment for a while, but it only lasts for like a minute before they make up. Yeah. And then uh, Scott realizes he doesn't fancy Zara. Bummer. Tom is being moody because he's insecure about Sophie. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, deep-rooted insecurities this season. Like... In my head, Tom is the Jonathan. To me, he's the... He's the Jordan or something. Like, just a tall... No, he he looks like the Jordan, but his personality, he's the Jonathan. Because Jonathan was always... He always had, like, big mood swings because he was insecure about Hannah. But he wasn't, like, Tom doesn't take on a leadership position, I don't believe. I, that doesn't mean they have to be the same person, Catherine. You're literally saying. I'm just saying in the Venn diagram of things, they have a lot of similarities. No, you're just saying mood swings because you hate Jonathan. No, I'm saying mood swings because I hate Tom. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... No, I I do think he has a lot of, like, deep-rooted insecurities that, like, kind of... I was really rooting for him because he seemed like a little sweetie. And, like, I'm I'm not one to slut shame. So, uh-huh. I, like, when he said that... I didn't get why it was a big deal, like, that he had a fivesome. I was like, do your thing. Like, if it's all consensual and you're having fun... Like, I don't know why the girls made it such a big deal out of it. But then he doesn't trust Sophie to be with it. like I was like very off put by his behavior towards Sophie a lot of the time <laughs> like yeah he is very hot and cold yeah but then Olivia is still very conflicted about Dan and Javi like really you just want to scream at her to just not choose either one because yeah. it's just not there to go with Sophie yes so then Cara gets a text that she and Nathan are going on a date and this is, like, very early for the first date, I feel. Second episode of the season. Very early. Very early. And then Javi tells Olivia that Dan's been planting seeds in baskets. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This uh, I was so tired of this situation. <laughs> yeah. Right from the bat. So Olivia automatically thinks he's a shit stirrer. Yeah. Because he's saying that Dan's been, like, talking to other girls and, like, trying to, like, keep his options open and stuff. And Olivia's like, you're shit-stirring. And then Javi has a confessional where he's like, yeah, I'm (laughs) shit-stirring. And then Olivia goes and talks to Dan about it. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you who, but someone said this about you. And he's like, he, like, throws his water bottle down. And he's like, who said that? Yeah. And she was like, well, I'm not going to tell you, but you can probably guess. And he was like, Javi. And then he starts to, like, go off. And then she was like, no, you're just going to make me feel worse. And he was like, so what do you want me to do? Do you not want me to go up there? And he was, and she's like, no, I don't. And he was like, because what I want to do is just go up there and, like, tell him, like, what are you saying and why are you saying these things about me? Yeah. And she's like, no, just don't do it. And he's like, fine, I won't do it. And she's like, thank you. It was truly a a test of testosterone there. Yeah. Yeah. And then cutting back to Kara and Nathan's date, 
Kara explains her situation again to Nathan about, you know, her job and why that sort of intimacy is important to her and why him calling her frigid was offensive to her. Yeah. Given the context, but also given any context. (laughs) And they smooth things over and they're good, but she's like, but you're not getting a kiss. And I still haven't kissed because she's like, you don't deserve that. I love when she's like, we're good, but you're not there. (laughs) Yes. But I do love that Nathan is probably getting, like, by this point, and it is only day two, but by this point, he's probably getting the least action in the house. And, well, that's not true because there is Dan and Javi. But he isn't, like, trying to pursue anyone else. Yeah. Whereas Dan and Javi still are, like, doing the options open kind of thing. I mean, Dan says he's not, but, like, also Dan freaks me out. He does. Yeah, it's disconcerting. But Nathan is still, like, very into Kara. Like, there's not even, like, a glimmer of something for anyone else in the house. That's the thing. Like, the frigid comment, like, really did make me upset. But then I was like, they're both, like, little weirdo. Like, they they kind of work together. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like... The, they they speak each other's language. Like. Exactly. Where, like, later on, Nathan is peeling Kara's sunburn for her. Yeah. And then she says to him, eat it. Then I'm inside you. Yeah. And they, <laughs> It's like... my favorite line of the whole season. <laughs> eat it. Then I'm inside you. And then he goes, I'd love to be inside you for once. And, like, like the way they were looking at each other while saying that, I was, I was, if you told me I was watching Shakespeare, I'd believe it. Like, <laughs> like. The poetry between them. <laughs> There's something The there. modern Shakespeare. Yes. 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 So then Scott gets a text that there's going to be a new girl coming in. And Scott's reaction is very over the top. Like, he, he just found out Biden-Harris won. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, like, I get Zara's reaction because, like, on the one hand... It's been, like, not even 48 hours, so, like, she can calm down. Like, he's allowed to react however he wants. They're not committed in any way. But also, like, his reaction was so over the top. Like, I think even if I wasn't interested in Scott, I'd be offended. I think even if I were, like, with Kara with Nathan, I would be like, Scott, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Zara does have a little bit of a breakdown. And then... Out of sheer, like, weird desperation, Olivia starts, like, jumping on Dan, like, trying to get him to not, yeah. like, be interested in this new person. hmm Which is funny later on <laughs> when she ends up pursuing the new person. But um, Olivia gets the text then that there's going to be a new boy coming in as well. So <laughs> at that point, she's, like, off Dan. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like, like bye! Bye. And then Soapy thinks Tom is coming on too strong. This is the first time that she's kind of voiced that, but that is a recurring theme <laughs> that she thinks he's he's being a little bit too intense with her. Yes. At the end of episode two, we meet Katie and Terry. Did you have any initial thoughts on Katie and Terry? Did we meet them or did we just vote on them? Well, I think they had little intros at the end so that you could vote. Okay. Um, at first I was hesitant with Katie only because physically she a little bit reminded me of Naomi. Uh, and it's I the think, piercing blue eyes. Well, I, and she talked about, she's like, these eyes get whatever they want. Like, it was definitely more, mm. even their intros have been a little more, like, starting shit a little bit. It's so funny how they all start 
arrogant, like really, really arrogant. And yeah. by like two days in, they've all been like humbled to their yes. core because like <laughs> yeah. no one's interested in them. I miss Caroline and Ian. Like, I miss their their chats, the live segment. Yeah, um, I really do. I love I love watching them like lead the lead the pack into the villa and vice versa. But yeah, Terry, I didn't get a good read on for a while. It was like they didn't show Terry's face. And I don't know if you noticed that. No. Okay, so, like, the intro, I feel like, went by real quick for his face, and I didn't get a read on him at all. And then, like, the next episode, when he actually comes in, I swear to you, it takes, like, five whole minutes after he enters for a full shot of his face. And I was like, does he have, like, a scar or something? Like, what is, like, why aren't they <laughs> zooming in on him? Like, does he have a scar? I was like, did something happen on his way in? Like... <laughs> Like, every time there was a close-up, it would be, like, a flower over his face or, like, the back of his head or, like, really oh, far wow. I really out. didn't notice that at all. Because I was like, who is this man? And then I saw him. <laughs> yeah, I'm just oblivious. So was it, when you finally saw his face, was it a letdown? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I understand why you didn't show his face because I would have just died. <laughs> like... <laughs> Are we on episode three yet? <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're starting episode three. Okay. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, but I did want to say that, like, at the start of episode three, I'm not sure what he said to to make me think this specifically, but I just said every day I'm just more and more convinced that Sarah's Ian Sterling. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Just his little commentary and, like, <laughs> oh, yep. <yeah>. Like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of one he said, like, uh, oh, there's going to be a recoupling and Dan single. Oh, look at that. Zara's looking really pretty tonight. <laughs> uh, but yes, Terry. I don't really care about Katie at this point. Like, she's just doing her thing. Well, it does sort of focus on on Terry pretty heavy handedly in, in episode three. And rightfully so, because I don't know if I've ever seen a more gorgeous man. Yeah, well, this is the really. Do you, do you not find him attractive? I felt like he's like attractive, but like, like I would find other guys in the villa more attractive. Really? Okay. For me, it was like he, like he is the same energy as like a popular, almost stoner esque kid in school. Yeah. Who gave zero shits about you, but like when he walked into the room, you're like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, I think I, like, if I were in that villa, I would have gone for either Scott or Javi. Do you want to talk? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, because I probably would have seen Javi's sense of humor first, like everyone else did, because he was, like, a very, like, personable, like, figure. Yeah. And he seemed, like, super outgoing, and I probably would not have seen the arrogance until too late (laughs) in the desperation, and then I would have felt trapped, and I just never would have left. Oh. (laughs) But also, like, uh, Scott seems like a very, like, I mean, aside from the, when he gets super insecure and is a total fucking asshole, like, he does seem very chill and, like, down to earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, when he's talking to Zara at first, like, he's just, like, very calm, very, like, even-headed, mm-hmm. level-headed. level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Terry's, like, a hot carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm into it. He's, like, the the popular kid in Pen15. That they, like, have a crush on, and every time he enters, like, there's a song that plays. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. Did you finish Pen15? No, I can't really watch it. 
Wait. Like, I've seen it. I've seen episodes, but you, I can't, like, watch it. You turned my... Sarah photoshopped a picture of me <laughs> into, a, like, a 2002 dream, and I said, you pen 15 me, and I just assumed you watched it? Well, no, I knew what that meant. I've seen the show. But you haven't. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think I've probably told you this before, and you may just not remember. Probably. But I actually interned at Comedy Central when they pitched the show there. Oh. So, like, I had seen their original pilot. Like, it's not the pilot that ended up airing, but their original pilot they were using as pitch material. And the executives asked me and the other intern what we thought of the show. And we were like, to be completely honest, like, it makes us really uncomfortable that there are adults playing kids and the other kids are played by real kids. Because in the first episode they were pitching, it involved one of the adult actresses being fingered by one of the kids. Oh. Did that happen yeah. in the room? I don't think I think they've alluded to it. Okay. But I don't know if I don't know if they actually ended up showing it in the um in the series that's on Hulu. Okay. So you're <laughs> All right, so you get you get a pass for that one. <laughs> I'm just a little bit traumatized still. Sure. But I have seen episodes and I do think it's like very like it's almost like painfully real. Like of the middle school that's girl what I'm experience. Saying. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like there's such an like a specific energy that Terry gives me from like the popular <clears throat> kid in middle school who like does not give a shit about you. Like <laughs> I almost feel like he's more like the alternative kid though. But that's what he's I'm like, saying. He's like, like popular adjacent, but he's not really in the popular group. Like the rebel But if he wanted to float, he could. Yeah. Like more rebellious. And that's like why you're more drawn to him. Yeah. He's the one who's, like, the only cool kid in band, but he's like, I don't fucking care what you think. Like, yeah, band's fucking cool, and then he makes band cool. He plays drums. Any kind of, like, percussion. Yeah, he's percussions. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What's he gonna, like, he's not trombone. <laughs> no. He's percussions, but he could make sax work. He's not, no, but I, I don't think he's brass either. No. I think he's, I think he's percussion. Maybe he could also play, like, the keyboard. Do they have keyboards in bands? It's not... I don't think it's, like, a staple. Mm. Maybe one piano? I don't know. Do you think he could be in drumline or no? Mm, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think he is much more, like, loner percussion in band. I think he is in band, like, wants to... Like, he has a drum kit in his basement. Like, that kind of vibe. And maybe he also does, like, crew for, like, the yeah. theater kids. Oh! Cr- that kind of crew. I was thinking, like, rowing crew. No, 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 no. He's not an athlete. But he... I think he is an athlete, but, like, something non-traditional, like... No, I think he's, like, naturally athletic. Like, maybe he, like, has, like, a cousin who, like, no. owns a boxing studio. Oh, I was gonna like, say go rock there. climbing. He's a rock climber. Yeah, like, something like that. Like, whatever. It's like, But it's, like, on his own. It's not a team sport. It's, like, yeah, his own yeah. thing. But I do think he could do, like, tech also. He could be, like, the lighting yeah. guy for, for the theater productions. And he's just... Because he just, like, likes that kind of stuff. He's just interested in that stuff. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that we. <laughs> God. <laughs> so that was like ten minutes. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Now we have to talk about other people. Okay. <laughs> so so this is interesting because Terry says he's interested in Olivia and Malin, and at this point I didn't register that Malin and Olivia were such good friends, but like they have nicknames for each other. Like they call each other Olive and Maz, which yeah. is cute. Precious. But like I did not know that they were like really good friends, but. 
alas, <laughs> there they are. And one guy is interested in, in both of them. So then Olivia like kind of like flirts with Terry because she's like obviously very into like the tattoos and like bad boys sort of thing. Yeah. And then Dan goes off on her, like saying like, you've been lying to me. Like you've been leading me on because you're clearly into him. And she was like, I haven't, I literally have not lied to you. Like <laughs> I, you knew that my options were open, that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And this yeah. guy comes in and I'm interested in him. Like I have not lied to you, but Dan, Dan's like a one woman guy. And he's just like very focused. He's like, he's got like, um, like crow eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what is, is that a term? Well, I'll, you know how like crows are like demonic symbols. <laughs> Like I guess so. I think they get a bad rep, but go on. <laughs> no, sure. I know sure. that's not the point. <laughs> but they are demonic symbols. Sure. Like they are symbols. Yeah. Like I'm sure eagles are assholes, but they're like the symbol <laughs> of the country. Which actually that makes sense. Eagles are the Gryffindors of birds. No, eagles are just fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway, I saw an eagle at Trader Joe's once, and it punched me in the face. <laughs> Okay, moral of the story is that Dan's a crow. And I took my Trader Joe jokes. I'm over you. <laughs> okay, and then at some point, Sophie makes some offhand comment that she's that she saw Terry and now she's horny and Tom heard it and Tom's upset because he confronts Sophie and he's like he makes you horny you're not attracted to me physically she's like no I am attracted to you physically I'm just like it's just like the atmosphere like whatever and he was like no like are you attracted to me or him me or him and she was like you like when I said I'm horny I meant for you which like it is not I mean, it's not even a good save, but, like, it makes him feel better, so I guess. Yeah, so whatever works, I suppose. But then Sophie emphasizes again that she thinks they're moving too fast. And then Scott, who is still not interested in Zara, tells her that he's just not, like, an affectionate person, and she needs a lot of affection. And I think that that's not, I don't think there are people who aren't affectionate. I think that you're just not that into that person then. Um, I disagree. I don't think that they're a good match, but I, I do think there are some people who aren't necessarily, they show affection in different ways. Yeah, but like I, he wasn't showing affection at all. I'm not saying just physical affection. Oh. Like any affection. This is Scott? Yeah. I'm scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> so. What animal is Scott? Hmm. Nope, that's too mean. <laughs> what do you think? Um, What animal is like a dick? Well, he kind of gives me a little hyena vibes. Yeah, hyena. I was going to say kangaroo, but I like hyena better. Because he, his thing is when he ever, whenever he is wrong... He will be around other guys and laugh it off in front of the person he has wronged. Yeah. Which I think is very hyena. Yeah, definitely a pack animal for yeah. sure. The need to giggle in nervous situations, but in a mean way. <laughs> Am I a hyena? <laughs> you don't do it in a mean way. <laughs> you you would stare in a mean way, I think. Okay. But like what it, animal stares in a mean way? What animal am I? Eagle. No. <laughs> <laughs> am I an owl? You were the eagle that punched me in the face at Trader Joe's. We'll figure out our animal alter egos. Okay, but I'm tentative on owl for me. Oh, I so let's see just owl? like think on that. Yeah. 
Because it's like, oh my god, owls were in my dream last night. Sorry, go on. I feel very wise, but also I might, like, turn my head 180 degrees and stare at you in a very frightening way. <laughs> and, like, like I'd have to interrupt you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you would be chilling in your woods. Also, like, it would take a lot to get me off my branch. Yeah. And, like, you can't scare me off the branch. But I will fly away if I'm, like, just irritated by you. <laughs> It has to be of my own volition, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an independent owl. I'm glad that you brought it up, because I, I don't know if I would get there on my own for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't have gone. I don't think I ever would have gotten to how you never got. I was in, I was living in the monkey family. Oh, he's not uh, agile enough for me to, to say monkey. But he is tall and lanky. But unfortunately, still not agile enough. For me. But if he, like, bent over at, like, 45 degrees and just let his arms hang down. <laughs> Okay, if he did that, maybe. <laughs> but until then, I'm going hyena. Um, 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 um. Okay, so affectionate person. And then Zara has a total meltdown about things never working out with men. Like, she starts, like, crying. Like, she's fully, like, not okay. And yeah. so Scott has to kind of, like, comfort her. Like, just because it's not working out with me doesn't mean it won't work out with someone else. Yeah. And then Dan comforts Zara. And, and they kind of have this like weird exchange where she kind of as like a in like a jokey way but like a sad jokey way is like we should probably just couple up because like no one wants us or whatever and then dan's like i mean like if it comes to it like by the recoupling like we can couple up like if that's what needs to happen or whatever yeah and then later around bedtime katie <laughs> is talking to scott and he's perched she's perched on his bed and it's also Zara's bed. And so Zara kicks her out of the bed. Zara gets angry. And she's like, this is still my bed. And Kate's like, oh, I was just saying hi. And she was like, okay, yeah, but like say hi over there because this is my bed. And then there's a full showdown between Zara, Scott, and Dan. Because since Zara was yelling at Katie and Scott came to Katie's defense. And Scott was like, but you're over here telling Dan that you would couple up with him. And then Zara's like, I never said that. And then Dan's like trying to like write the situation yeah. like everyone calm down like whatever but zara says to him like i do not fucking fancy you at all i would rather leave than be in a couple with you to which he says fuck all of you i'm going to bed <laughs> yeah and then that's how three ends yeah um scott is an asshole <laughs> like yes like when oh god what was it it was always oh, when dan came to talk to him and just kind of like clear the air and everything and be like oh hey just so you know like i said we can couple up if things go bad. And he was like, dude, I told you she's got fucking issues, man. <laughs> and I was like, that's <laughs> the most disgusting. <laughs> like, I hate yeah. how he handles any situation. Like, if yeah. he made toast for breakfast, I'd probably hate him for it. Like, there's like, there's no coming back for, for me personally. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, it's all based, I can tell it's all based in like the insecurity of his yeah. own decisions. Mm -hmm. Where like he has to double down and like do those things in order to make him feel better about what he's done. Yeah. Like, it's all about justification for him. Mm -hmm. He needs to find the justification in what he's done. Yeah. I also like, I, I like, um, uh, Katie. I'm fine with her. Mm-hmm. She just seems like she's just caught in the middle of something. Yeah. Episode four? Yeah. Shall we? Episode four, uh, it starts with Dan hitting on Katie. 
Is that where I so here's the thing between three and four I kind of zoned out and didn't realize when one episode ended and the other one started so I kind of picked an arbitrary place where I thought three ended and four started okay which I think was after Zara's I do not fucking fancy you at all comment and Mm -hmm. then Dan hitting on Katie yes I think that happens at episode four I believe so okay so Dan's hitting on Katie and Dan and Javi now both like Katie and Olivia's infatuated with Terry so the triangle has just moved and Katie is interested in Scott and Terry. And then Tom tells Sophie that she looked like a slag the night before when she was drunk. Absolutely. God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> and Sophie thinks that Tom's being territorial. Yes. Which he is. And she's also kind of interested in Terry. They're all interested in Terry. I mean, look at the man. I mean, Ian's <laughs> interested in Terry. Like, uh, Yeah. And then the girls ask Katie who she'd pick if she had to choose for the recoupling. She says she doesn't know. But Sarah's like, I know Scott would be one of your options. And Katie's like, well, why would you say that? And she was like, because it's just obvious. And Katie, like, doesn't say anything, but, like, it is obvious. Yeah. Terry's, like, <laughs> like, if you go back to your hometown in a Hallmark movie, like, he's running the garage where your car breaks down. He's the Luke. The Gilmore Girls He's Luke. He is the Luke Danes. He's the Keith Scott. Like, <laughs> who's Keith Scott? Did you watch One Tree Hill? Oh, I've seen, like, the first season. That's fine. He's the one in the, he's got the garage. <laughs> it's the garage in the first season? And he has to, like, wipe the grease off his hands. Keith Scott's in the first season. That's, like. Every character <laughs> ever. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the the vibe. Okay. Alternative hunk. Go on. Yeah, definitely. I think Terry's too much of a pretty boy to work in a garage, but I see it. In a Hallmark movie specifically. Like, not in real life, but... <laughs> Got it. Because the Hallmark garage boys are pretty boys. Yes. Hallmark garage boys. Oh my gosh. It's like a great band name. <laughs> Should we make a band? <laughs> We're starting a band, Terry's Percussion. We're called the Harmal Hallmark Garage Boys. I'm free. Okay. <laughs> I have a keyboard. Um, okay. Um, um, oh, so then there's just one like scene where Javi and Dan are talking about Katie to each other in Spanish. Yeah. And they're like doing that to be like stealthy so no one else can like listen in on their conversation. But no one's around. Yeah. Well, you know, Love Island, you never know. So I, I get it. But they should know they're just going to subtitle it. <laughs> I think they're looking for the immediate people. Yeah, but there was nobody around. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if Jess were on that property, she would hear that somehow. Like, you know. Yeah, she'd be, like, behind a tree. Yeah, she'd be like, listen. <laughs> I can hear them talking shit. Oh, and then, oh, God. And so then Javi is talking about Zara, and he calls Zara a floating piece of wood in the ocean that you would use for survival, whereas Katie is a multi-million pound extravagant yacht. What? That's insane. Deep-rooted shit this season, I'm telling you. (laughs) So much deep-rooted. And then Javi gets a text saying he can pick anyone to go for a date, and he picks Katie. And then on the date, Katie tells him that she likes him, but she's also interested in Scott. Mm -hmm. And in her mind, she's made it clear that she's interested in Scott. In Javi's mind, he still has a chance. Meanwhile, Dan is low-key thinking about pursuing Zara, which is weird because she's made it very clear she's not into him. Yes. And then that night, Katie and Scott and Olivia and Terry stay outside on the daybeds so they can hook up while everyone else is sleeping indoors. Lovely. The next day, Zara and Malin have a conversation about how Katie isn't a girl's girl. 
because she's like not being upfront about who she's interested in i guess but like she doesn't owe that to them so like i wouldn't necessarily say that's not being a girl's girl i thought of it more as like she's only hanging out with the guys oh i think that's what i think that's what zara meant but also like she has like 23 minutes to choose her forever partner (laughs) like she's busy yeah Uh, and Sophie tells Tom she's been with, she's, okay, here's what happens. So Sophie tells Tom she's been with women, but he's like, oh, so you're bi. And she's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, how are you not bi? And she was like, I don't know. She's figuring things out. Yeah. doesn't know her label. Like. She just doesn't want to be in a box. Yeah. Tom, who I thought would be, like, cool sexually speaking, is, what does he say? Oh, no, he's fine with it, isn't he? Yeah, 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 because she was like, I thought it would, like, make you not want to be with me if I told you. And then he was like, that, like, the only thing that would make me not want to be with you is if you had a dick. And I'm pretty sure you don't have a dick. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. And then he, in his confessional, was like, oh, I'm so glad that she, it seems like she, like, trusts me. Yeah. So then we enter into the arc of Nathan's sexual frustration. (laughs) Where (laughs) Kara just will not help him whatsoever. And he's like just he's like gonna burst and he he has got nothing from her but he's still so dedicated i know i love that i i don't he's he's just so strange you know what it is he because he is also a little puppy and i think it's like if josh were a decent human being yeah yeah if josh like knew he had it good like yeah season one josh by the way for the listeners if you're not on our way blank Oh, right. All of the names we mentioned that aren't from this season are season one people. Except for any celebrity mention that we've done. <laughs> except for Hillary Duff. I haven't been keeping count, but it's been at least 12. We've mentioned two different Chad Michael Murray projects. His <laughs> <laughs> <It was> vehicles. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, so then Javi finally comes to the realization that he needs to couple up with Zara in order to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. And so Javi tries to strike a deal... With Zara saying, like, if you pick me, I will stay completely loyal to you for as long as possible. Like, if a new girl comes in, I'll stay with you for, like, I wouldn't even look twice at her. I could stay with you for, like, multiple weeks to, like, make this up to you. Which, like, I don't believe it. But, like, good on him for, like, not going the route of, like, trying to convince her that he's into her. Yes. So, like, I, I still doesn't feel honest, but at least it's not, like fucked up in that way yeah he he's fully cognizant he's playing the game but so is she like it's it's the game he's, but he's making it here. very clear that he's playing the game yes mm-hmm. so there's transparency there and then th- this is what feels like a very like survivor move <laughs> is where because there is one season of survivor where this one dude has won the immunity idol and this other girl knows she's going home and she and her friends are like well, what should we do and they were like do you think you can convince him to give you the idol <laughs> And then she was like, there's no way he would give that up. He, there's no way he's that dumb. Yeah. And then she convinces him to give her the idol. Interesting. <laughs> and they kick him off the show. Wow. It's a really great move. What season is that? Oh. You can text me later. I just, yeah, I'll text I you. I feel like I should start It's Survivor. like eight or something. Okay. I, I have a list from like a couple of friends who like, they gave me like a machete order for Survivor of like which seasons to watch and in what order. Okay. I've only watched the first, like, two that they've sent me, but, like, it's still fascinating watching, like, the gameplay and the strategy and all that stuff. Interesting. Okay, so then Kara gets a text saying that she, Sophie, and Malin are headed out for an afternoon drink. Again, very early. Very early, but nothing, like, happens. They don't really have a lot to talk about. So it's just a very casual, like, drink. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's not a lot of drama this season. Okay, well, it's only been five episodes. (laughs) Just wait. 
Okay. Anyway, then Tara gets a text saying that he can take two girls out separately for dinner dates, and he picks Malin and Olivia. And Malin says that Terry is her type on paper. Eh, eh, eh. Ah, she if, said it. She said it. <laughs> take a drink. And then. Uh, <laughs> drink your porn and, star martini. <laughs> and then if Reichard wasn't there, she would go for him. But because Reichard's there, she's not going to pursue Terry. And then Terry says that he chose Malin because she's Olivia's friend. That's shady and untrue. <laughs> but then Katie gets the same text saying that she can pick two people. She picks Scott and Dan. And then on. Malin and Terry's date, she tells him that if Reichard and Olivia weren't there, she would go for him. But obviously, it's an awkward situation for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Scott, on his date with Katie, he, like, thinks he's let Katie know too much about how much he likes her. So now he's, like, purposely sabotaging the date. This was sociopathic for me. Yeah. Like, he accuses Katie of being a serial dater. And then... He says that one of them is going to get swerved and that their relationship wouldn't be a long-term thing. It would only be temporary. And then he says that he, like, she's not even, like, she's, like, what? She's not even lashing out at him. She's just, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? And he says, out of nowhere, they should have stayed with Zara because then he would have seen Katie's true colors. It was. And it's, like, what colors? What colors are you seeing? I, I was so taken aback at this point that I was, like, like. Where did this come from? It's really out of nowhere. But that's not even the worst for me. But we'll get there next episode. Okay, good. Because all I have left for this one is um, Malin telling Terry that she's probably more attracted to him than Rikard. So now Terry doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Mm. But that's four. Mm -hmm. Five. So five starts out with Terry saying that he thinks that Olivia could be his best mate and Malin could be his girlfriend. Yeah. Which is really shitty to hear. <laughs> I felt that from here. Yeah, he didn't tell anyone that. That was in a confessional, but yeah. still. And then on Dan and Katie's date, he, like, pitches himself to Katie. He, like, compliments her boobs, making the world feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I, it's just so, I just felt so uneasy. Like, almost nauseous, okay. just, like, watching this interaction. And as if it couldn't have gotten any worse... He's like, who's Megan Fox? Yeah. Because Katie's like, you're telling me if Megan Fox walked in that you wouldn't. And he's like, who's Megan Fox? I couldn't tell if it was just like a compared to you, like who is she? Or if he genuinely did not know who Megan Fox was. I don't think he knew who Megan Fox was. That's what I'm thinking because he doesn't seem like the type who would know. And that is what is a red flag to me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Who doesn't know who Megan Fox is? I could not tell you. And he's our age, right? Yeah, but he looks 40. Is he really our age? Did he lie? In that season, he said he was 23, right? I don't buy it. That man was not 23. That means he's only 27 now. No, he was 27 then. (laughs) I mean, he was 33 then. (laughs) He's 47 now. (laughs) He's well into his 50s. That's how old he is. No, I don't buy it. But also, like, if even if he were 33... Or if he were actually 23, then that was air quotes, by the way, 23 mm-hmm. at the time, he would know who Megan Fox was. Like, I mean, if he hasn't seen any Megan Fox vehicles, that's a big issue. But I, I, I refuse to believe you were a boy in, what, 2009? Nine. Yeah. yeah. And you can't tell me who Megan Fox is. <laughs> yeah. Girls, too. Anyone. Any gender. 
knew who Megan Fox was. Yeah. Sorry, I just really wanted to talk about Megan Fox. No, no, no. I that's why I bullet pointed her because I knew <laughs> I was aware. I'm right. I'm right here. I'm doing that thing where I like make my fingers like point to my head and then your head and back to my head and it just keeps going like that. <laughs> that's where we are. I'm gonna post about this on the fan page. <laughs> okay. Wait, Megan Fox's fan page? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your question? <laughs> I don't know. So then Terry says that uh, he never got massive butterflies with Olivia. And Olivia asks him if she weren't there, who would he pursue? And he says, Malin. And then Olivia and Rykard chat because she's like, based on what Terry's told me, like, I feel really uneasy about the situation. And Malin hasn't said anything to Rykard. So, like, Rykard's just kind of like. Oh, sweet Rykard. Yeah, he's just, like, out of the loop. He's having a good day. He's just not. He's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And then, um, okay, so then Javi tells Malin to keep her options open after she tells him how she feels about Terry. And then she asks him not to tell anyone, and Javi says, cool, I won't, but in return, can you try to convince Zara to couple up with me? And she's like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll try and do that. So then Malin and Zara have a conversation where she's like, where's your head at? And she's like, honestly, keeps changing back and forth. Like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And then Olivia talks to Kara and Nathan about the Terry situation and starts crying from frustration, understandably, because Terry's not really being clear with her about where his head is. And Nathan tells her she's overreacting. And Malin starts to walk over to them, but Kara sees her and signals for her to, like, not come over because she was like, now is not a good time. Yeah, she's like, cut it, cut it. Yeah. And then Scott and Katie kiss and make up after their date because she had literally told Dan, like, me and Scott fought our whole date and we're, like, done. Whatever. And Dan's like, really? And then now they're, like, immediately back together. Yeah. And then Dan shoots his shot with Zara where he's like, look, if you were to pick me, like, I think this could potentially go somewhere. And, like, you're the only one in here that I'm interested in getting to know. So if you didn't pick me, I might as well just go home because, like, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, I'll keep that in mind. And then there's an intense Olivia Terry moment where they're talking on the daybeds and she's like, they're trying to figure out like what the situation is. And then at the, like right after they're done talking, Nathan like runs by in his underwear. Yes. <laughs> yelling about cheesecake. Is that the time? Yeah. yeah. It was him and someone else. So I couldn't tell who it was. I couldn't yelling tell. about cheesecake. I was going to rewind to figure out who the other figure was but then I was like I can't tell these men apart anyway (laughs) yeah yeah true and then Malin talks to Zara about her feelings Malin's talking to everyone about her feelings except for the one person she needs to talk to which is Rykard but Malin talks to Zara and Zara's like look you gotta do what you gotta do and at this point Malin and Terry fully admit their feelings for each other to each other yes and then Terry decides to talk to Rykard instead of Malin which is weird to me but okay (laughs) And Terry's like, look, like, I, this is so weird. And, like, I really like you. I, I love that you're my friend and stuff like that. But, like, I have these feelings and, like, I really need to pursue them or whatever. And my card's like, yeah, like, dude, I totally understand. And at this point, Malin's just been, like, in bed all day. Like, she's avoiding the whole situation. Yeah. She, like, doesn't know what to do. But, like, is really not. <laughs> she's not helping the situation by hiding in bed. She's tapping out. Yes, she's completely tapped out. And then Rykard goes up to see her, and he's like, look, you have to, like, go with your heart. You can't, like, 
you can't like do this to yourself if you like i'll get over it like i'm a grown man but like you have to like do what you have to do which is so sweet yeah but like she doesn't deserve that (laughs) she's pied him off like five times yeah and then olivia um and then terry tells olivia the same thing where he's like look i just have to pursue it and she seems to take it pretty well where she's like you can't like ignore those feelings like you just have to do it and then in her confessional she was like at this point like the butterflies are just kind of gone and it's just sort of really awkward and he just needs to do what he needs to do mm-hmm. and then olivia goes to console Malin. yes what that's what i'm saying i'm telling you like this is there's too much conflict resolution <laughs> like like yeah olivia goes to console Malin. Malin's having a hard, hard time. Yeah. And then, um, Olivia, bless her soul. (laughs) Like, they had a, like, I don't think I've ever had, like, that much of a grown-up chat. (laughs) Yeah. Regarding feelings in that kind of situation. But I guess I've never been in that situation. Yeah. Why would you have ever been in this situation? You don't know my life. I don't. (laughs) It's my masking. (laughs) Anyway. And then there's the strongest man challenge, which is just the boys and testosterone but like Rikard sits it out because he's like sad and then sweet boy dan wins yeah didn't see that coming which like made me more uncomfortable <laughs> yeah why does he like threaten us so <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's just, like he seems like a, in a noir movie he's like in a trench coat in an alley and you don't yeah. know if you should trust him or not but he's just there and he's like leering and then you find out that he's like a back yeah yeah <laughs> okay i'm scared to i like can he hear us like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah she's, like, just whispering. Is he listening? <laughs> and then olivia gets a text saying there's gonna be a recoupling and at this point, Dan is accepted. He's going home. But Javi's going full desperation. And he's literally begging Zara. He's like, please have an experience with me. Yes. That sounds like a line from, like, an 80s movie. Please. Just have, have an experience, experience with me. me. Yeah. Like, a walk to remember. That could have been a line straight from a walk to remember. My favorite That's not 80s, 80s movie. But <laughs> I, I understand that's not... It could it could have been it could have been a in a John Hughes. I kind of wish it was an eighties movie, like set in the eighties. I walked to remember set in the eighties. Should we? <laughs> I'm free. Okay, and then there's the recoupling, and Car the girls are choosing. So Car picks Nathan, Katie picks Scott, Malin picks Terry, Olivia picks Rycard, Sophie picks Tom, and then Zara picks Dan, and Javi goes home. Yes. Which actually surprised me. I really wanted her to pick Javi. I did too. And I didn't think that I would. Like they were both bad choices. And I did not for one second think that Javi would be faithful to her or to what he said. Saying he would like stay with her to stay in the game. But like for me, I just would have felt more comfortable with him. (laughs) Like I would rather have, I would rather be in a couple with Javi and not be able to trust him, but know that he's not going to try anything than with Dan, who has said he wants to try and pursue something romantically. Javi kind of gave me, like, Omar vibes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was the equivalent in my head. Like, whereas Dan, I, I, she was like, I have to, like, say, I have to try this out to give it a chance. But I'm like, you guys have blatantly told each other there will never be anything between you. Like, yeah. multiple times. Dan is not gonna stay with you if they if they win like fuck me gently with a chainsaw because that I can't <laughs> Jesus. 
I, that's from Heather's. It's fine. <laughs> but, like, Javi, I think, got along better with the crew. Like, I feel like it would have been a better time. Yeah. Dan was just way too territorial. Yeah. And she, like, I think he felt like he was, like, the knight in shining armor. Where he's, like, the guy that everyone wants, that every girl wants. Like, he's, like, the the catch. And he's, like, the prince on the white horse or yeah. whatever. Who's just, like, the ultimate gentleman. When in reality, it's, like... Like, I feel like the most genuine self that I saw of him was when he was on the date with Katie. I was talking about, like, her boobs and saying yeah. that really crude shit. I feel like everyone got humbled down, like you were saying, except Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, then Javi goes home, and that's it. I kind of miss him. I hope they bring him back in, like, an apron, a la Omar. Mm, what if that was a thing every season? Yeah. If someone has to come back naked in an apron. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought... You know, pretty good, pretty good gang. Mm-hmm. I need a little more Caroline. I'm a little, little bummed about that. Yeah, but I do. I really prefer it without those conversations. Like, I think she does host an after show. Okay. So I think there, those conversations still happen. I, I think. I mean, in in 2016 when this was okay. happening, but like, yeah. But I just feel like the the live segments just took me out of it. I loved like not meeting the new people before they come in. Yeah. Like I, I love just like. All of a sudden, they're just there. Yeah. Like, what? And I just, like, I it makes Caroline's entrances feel a lot more magical. That's true. Maybe I just haven't seen enough of her entrances to be like, oh, she's back. But um, Yeah, watch the watch the full season and then make the okay. judgment on okay. whether you like the live segments better or not. Because I am curious. But for me, I just really prefer it without the live segments. I think it's also a mixture of, like, I can't talk to you about it throughout the week. So it was nice having, like, Gossip Hour with Caroline and Ian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My friends, um, so <laughs> my quarantine friends, <laughs> my, my team, my quarantine. So now that's gone, <laughs> right? So uh, I say throughout the week, as if we both didn't watch these last night. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited, and there's two new girls next week. Yeah, okay. Rachel and I don't know if it's Malia or Malia, Malia. 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 Malia? Malia. Oh, shit. Rachel and Malia. I thought it was Malia. I don't Uh, remember, but it'll be a good time. (laughs) I forgot about both of them. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm very excited. I am curious where it's going. Yeah. I am rooting for Rikard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated by Nathan and Kara. Yeah. Besides that, I don't think I have any overwhelming thoughts that need to be addressed. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's, like, right where you should be. Thank you. Do you have any? Um, no. <laughs> I think we've had, you know, I think, I think today is about other things. <laughs> today is really about other things. I can't believe that the government decided to elect a president on the morning that we're going to record a podcast. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't get our email specifically stating that we switched our time to 10 They literally did this on purpose. <laughs> If we had been doing Love Island US, I can guarantee this wouldn't have happened this morning. Fucking eagles. (laughs) All right, so we're going to take a beat. We're going to take the day. Yeah. I miss you. I miss you. We were supposed to see each other, and I'm actually really sad. Yeah, we were supposed to go to a drive-in movie, and then the drive-in movie got pushed because of wind, and then where it got moved to, Catherine already had plans to go to a different drive-in movie. Yeah insane that that's 
a problem that I had in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes the most sense that you would have that problem in 2020. Yeah, actually, you're right. And both films from the 90s. Like, Yes. I saw Scream with our other friend Adina, and Catherine saw Casper. I saw Casper with our other friend Alex and Maddie Quinton. Yeah. Both good times, I imagine. Sarah got us ghost face masks. It was really sweet. Yes. Okay, that's confusing. Um, So I got like covid face masks like the cloth ones but they're embroidered with ghost face on them i did not get her a ghost face mask (laughs) but remember my birthday is october 4th so for next year if we still need masks by next year no i just want a ghost face mask okay (laughs) all right okay tune in next week happy season two happy new president day (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.